When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. And Nick, let's talk about, I would say, maybe the biggest turning point in this game. Obviously, games, you know, are, are not decided by one play, especially a play that happens in the second quarter. But it did feel like this was uh, a big one. And obviously, when you lose a game by nine points and a play like this happens, that that played a huge part in it. But the Melvin Gordon fumble, Nick, um, to say I'm to, to say I would be shocked is is not true at all. I am not shocked that this happened, uh, considering that we've seen literally this exact play now happen three times last year. It happened against the Chiefs and the Eagles where. Melvin fumbled and, and the ball was returned, you know, 60, 70 yards for a touchdown. Um, and this is also f- now four times Melvin has fumbled uh, over the course of the first four games. So uh, just just what are your thoughts on on the whole situation? And and uh, we can dive into some of the postgame comments that were made afterwards. Man, it, it's uh, from player to player, man. This is tough to watch because once this happens – as a running back, you have to now start to think, how much is this playing on his uh, mental as a player? Like every time he touches the ball, now he's thinking, oh, I might fumble. And football is a game of reaction, not just not thinking, but reacting. And when you're a running back, you can't try to think about uh, fumbling the ball. And I, I told you this on Wednesday. Remember when we were mm-hmm. at practice, I said, well, Melvin's problem is that he is fighting for extra yards because he he already feels as though he's behind the eight ball, ball being RB2. And every time he gets uh, a, a carry or reception, he feels as though he's got to do the most trying to get the extra yards. And what ends up happening is that he braces for the first contact, but what he does is he pulls the ball away from his body. And every time he does that, that exposes the ball and allows that second defender that's coming in there to punch at the ball. And running backs are always taught this from Pop Warner, college football, and then the pros. Once you get into a mess of bodies, the first thing you have to do is secure the ball first, right? You see so many guys trying to twist and turn and get those extra yards and they expose the ball. And then now, boom, it's knocked out. So my biggest thing for Melvin is where is his confidence level at this moment itself but more importantly where's the confidence level in Nathaniel Hackett that they can put Melvin Gordon in the game without him putting the ball on the turf again yeah I think Melvin's confidence is probably as low as it's been in his career um just based on talking to him post game um I'm sure people have seen the clip of of him you know talking to the media uh but he got up there and he you know kept his sunglasses on his hat low um, he had tears in his eyes, Nick. Uh, and I think some of that was, was his reaction to, you know, Javante. I know him and Javante are super close and, and it looks like Javante's injury is pretty serious. And I think that had someone, some, somewhat of an effect on him. I know it did Mike Boone, 
in the locker room was also pretty emotional about it. But I think it was also Melvin knowing that he let his team down and that this has become a consistent issue. Um, and, and Melvin, like you said, I think Melvin wants to be the number one running back, obviously. Um, he's a competitor. He's always been the number one running back throughout his career, right? And he's had a heck of a career. Um, but I, I think that his confidence, man, it's just shot right now. And and I asked Nathaniel Hackett, uh, you know, point blank after the game, where's your trust level in him right now? And he said, in the end, you can't put the ball on the ground. It's that simple. And I think that tells us everything we need to know about where Hackett's confidence level is in Melvin right now. And and the, the issue, Nick, that they now have to face is I, there's a lot of people, you know, calling for the Broncos to cut Melvin Gordon when he made that play. Well, now that Javante is, is likely done for a while, Melvin's got to be the guy, right? Uh, it's going to have to be him and Mike Boone in some capacity. You can't just move on from Melvin Gordon. It's not like there's better options out there. At least I don't think so right now. No, you know, there's no better option out there, but you you can anticipate the Broncos uh, going out and try to bring in someone to put on a practice squad to bring that person up to speed. Who that guy is, I don't know at this moment, but that's something that they're going to have to do, and they're going to have to lean heavily on these two backs. Uh, with Javante being out for an extended period of time, and we don't know what that time is just yet, but now we're talking about Melba Gordon, who's fumbled, in all four of the games so far, and Mike Boone, who could not haul in two passes to close the game. These are the guys that the Broncos are going to have to rely on in, in the passing game and the running game. So I'm hoping that if they can't figure things out or that there's a drop in confidence with either of these two guys, maybe we will see the Broncos forced into utilizing more of their tight ends uh, in the passing game. I don't, I don't know. But, but something has to give, and I understand it. You know, when you're, when you're a player, no player wants to make a mistake, George. No player. And it's almost like being a DB that's constantly being called for pass interference, right? You don't want to make a bad play, but sometimes these bad plays happen, but you have to get outside of your head. And this is where Melvin has to be strong, and this is where he's going to need his teammates, right? Like, once the Broncos get back from their flight, He's going to need somebody to call him and let him know, hey, man, you know, things like this happen. But right now, we're going to need you to step up your game. Whatever happened in the past, that's happened in the past. Turn the page, short week, we're playing, we're playing at home against the Colts. We need you to now man up and be the Melvin Gordon that we know that you can be. So that's kind of a concern for the Broncos, but we'll see what happens on Thursday night. Yeah, and we heard that 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 exact message, Nick, from from Russell Wilson, who's obviously close with Melvin. Uh, I think they maybe overlapped for one year at Wisconsin, but obviously, uh, two guys that are very familiar with each other. But Russell uh, said in his post game that that he supported Melson and still believes still believes in Melvin uh, moving forward. And we have the audio right here. Listen, I, I think one of the things that this guy Melvin, you know, he works so hard every day. You guys should see him pre-practice, post-practice. The amount of time he puts in, the extra catches, the the stuff he does running across the field just to get the extra reps, and just how he takes it to the house every time. Um, <clears throat> you know, I told him, I said, you know, you're one of the one of the best guys to ever play this game at this position, and don't forget that. the The best ones they respond, and I believe in Melvin Gordon responding. You know, and I know he's going to, and uh, he's he's a guy that's just um, he he works his butt off every day. So um, I, I believe in him. Um, we believe in him, 
um, and he's going to get the ball again. He's going to he's going to make some great plays, and he's going to have a great season the rest of the season. We're going to we'll rely on him, and uh, the rest of the guys, Boone and, and Javante, um, whenever he's good to go, I don't know, but um, you know, so I don't have any doubts with him. I told him you're one of the best. Just keep believing that and keep saying that. You know it. Nick, do you? Melvin has never, and I mentioned this earlier. Melvin has never been in in, in a position like this in his career. I don't think. Right. This this has got to be a, a low point for him. Do do you think he can bounce back from from this type of of you know fall? And 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 obviously the criticism is a lot right now. I mean, just go read my mentions on Twitter. Um, but do you think that Melvin has the the mental? Because we look, Nick, we've seen it. He's he's a good running back. I mean, he's been in the league a long time. We've seen him be a, a top running back in this league. But do you think mentally he can come over that? And and have you maybe maybe ever experienced anything like that? I mean, in your career and in the mental hurdle uh, that it takes to get through something like this. Well, on the topic of whether Melvin can overcome this, that is yet to be seen because each player is built differently. How is how mentally strong? Uh, will Melvin Gordon actually be? I mean, can he look at this and say, well, now he is in a fight for his life and his life meaning his football career? I mean, that's the great thing about the season being as long as it is. And, you know, look at the injury to Javante, you're going to have more opportunities. And with those opportunities are going to come a chance for Melvin Gordon to put all this behind him. So it is on Melvin Gordon to decide and determine how mentally tough uh, can he be in this particular situation? Because now he has to earn back the trust of his teammates and more importantly, that of Broncos country. And I've been in this situation uh, before in my time with the Broncos. We were playing Kansas City on Monday Night Football. And I talk about a, a can't get right type of game. Man, I think I had about 60 yards and penalties by myself, right? And I know Coach Shanahan, he didn't yell. He didn't scream. He just looked at me. And it was it was one of the, the the worst looks that he gave me because it just I just melted right there because I knew that I had screwed up. I helped Kansas City move down the field to to score points. And I remember I went in to uh, pick up my check, and my DB coach at the time told me, "Hey man, you shouldn't even go pick that up." And I and I thought about it for a second, George. Like you know what? Maybe he's maybe he's right. Maybe I shouldn't. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm picking that check up because guess what? I did put in some work, even though I gave up, uh, you know, some some plays to Kansas City. But at, at the same time, what I said to myself, I said, well, next week I have to be better than I was the previous week. Whatever happened last week was last week, and mentally I had to push forward. So that's where Melvin Gordon is right now. Can he push forward? And could he kind of get these fumbles out of his head? So. Every time he hands up the ball is handed off to him and he's running. I mean, I know Broncos country, they're going to take that deep breath, but for him, he needs to excel and then say, well, I need to put both hands on the ball. And if he is to do that, then we'll see a different Melvin Gordon moving forward. Yeah. Two quick things on Melvin. And then we can kind of look towards the future here at the running back spot. But one is, I and Broncos fans are not going to agree with me, I think, on this one, but I do feel somewhat bad for Melvin, right? I like he's not out there trying to fumble the football, right? Uh, you know, he's trying to, like you said, get extra yards, he's trying to help his team win. Uh, I think you could tell the emotion was really strong after the game about how he felt, how that game went. Number two is 
he's going to be defined by how he responds, right? Nick, we, we, yeah. we, as people and, and especially athletes, right? Professional athletes are defined by how they respond in the face of adversity. And, and I know that's cliche and all that, but if Melvin goes out and rushes for a hundred yards and scores a touchdown and, and, and plays great on Thursday night, I'm not saying all is forgiven, uh, but what a response that would be. And, and that's what kind of the theme, you know, in the locker room and obviously post game was from the entire team was, Hey, we've got, you know, four days and we get to try it and, and respond. And so I think Melvin is obviously at top of that list. So it's going to be really interesting to see, uh, you know, if, if he responds in, in the right way, uh, you know, moving forward. But Nick, how would you maybe split up this running back room going forward? I mean, do you, do you like what you've seen from Mike Boone? I know you didn't like the drop uh, in later in the game, uh, but what do you see from this running back group? How do you maybe approach this if you're Nathaniel Hackett and, and especially this week on a short week, you're not going to be able to probably find somebody, you know, to, to come up and play uh, this week for you. But how do you maybe look at this running back room moving forward if Javante can't go? Well, I mean, what happens is Mike Boone becomes your lead back. I mean, when the ball was put in his hands, I mean, he made some good yards and moving the pile. Uh, and and I'll, I'll just say this, man. It's once again, going back to Melvin, it is tough. It's going to be difficult for him to watch Mike Boone leapfrog him. And now he is essentially RB2 yet again. But Boone becomes your lead back. And then you have Melvin Gordon waiting in the wings. And maybe instead of handing the ball up to him, maybe you throw some screen passes because it just seems as though he runs with the ball differently, you know, uh, being delivered as a screen pass than the ball being handed to him. So right now this is where the Broncos are. And don't don't underestimate the Broncos and the fact that as soon as Javante went down, someone was on the phone calling someone's agent trying to see how quickly can they get a guy in here and maybe get him up to speed before the game takes place on Thursday because you, you need some kind of uh, breaking in case of emergency because right now you have two backs. What if something happened to one of those backs? Knock on wood, you're going to need someone else to go to. Yeah, I, I know there's there was a lot of people out there already throwing Philip Lindsay's name out there, which is another twist to this week on Thursday night. Uh, obviously, he's a member of the Colts, and I think he, he's on their practice squad, and there's some talk of him maybe getting pulled up for that game uh, because uh, I guess Jonathan Taylor is a little bit banged up. So what an interesting storyline that would be. And, again, maybe the Broncos could sign him off the practice squad later in the season if they want to. I don't know if that's something they'd be interested in. Obviously it's a new offense for Phillip, so he would have to learn that on the fly. But um, I, I don't think there's a ton of options out there, Nick. I haven't really looked at the free agent list. If there's any, you know, veteran guys out there that they could go get. Um, I know Ozigbo, I think that's how you say his name. Uh, the rookie from Nebraska, I believe, uh, or maybe not. I don't know if he's a rookie, but on the practice squad, the running back practice squad, um, you know, I think that he'll probably get pulled up. I would assume. Uh, this week on a short week, but there's only so much you can do when you play on Thursday night. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Broncos do. I do like Mike Boone a lot. I think he's a nice player. Um, I think he's done some really good things when he gets in the game. But, you know, him and him and Melvin are not Javante. Uh, and I do think that this is this could end up being a really big loss if he's out for a while uh, because Javante is just I, I think he's one of the best backs in the league. He can do different things is so physical um, and it was really having a, a nice season so far. So um, that would obviously be a big blow. So Nick, let's take a quick break. 
we'll dive into some more stuff. I really want to talk about some of the defensive issues today. We haven't even talked about that yet. Um, so let's take a quick break and then we'll get into our last segment.